kept you waiting, huh? Welcome to Crosscast episode 84. My name is Ben and I've got a couple of very special guests from a, uh, a little known podcast called The X Players. Um, so joining me, um, very, very pleased to meet these guys for the first time. We've got, is it, is it Alex and Tyler? Is that how you pronounce it? Sorry, I'm pretty unfamiliar with you guys, but introduce yourselves. Let us know a little bit about what you guys do. Alex, you go first, go I go first. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having us, Ben. It's brilliant to be here. Nice I know you're big fans. It's good, it's good to give you a little, uh, well. a little bit of shine. So, yeah, go ahead. Tell us about the uh, X Players podcast. Tell us a little bit about it. X Players podcast, where we talk all things Xbox, if you didn't know from the title. Um, we have a lovely, lovely catch up every two weeks, talk all the Game Pass editions, Game Pass news other xbox news but we try and do it in a nice way and we don't shit on playstation mm, mm. i think that's quite important it shows a, a touch of class um we did have this this, this larry bunch um, from another podcast it was a playstation podcast they were asking to come on the show as well but i was like no there's something about the particularly the host of that one who just it just gives off this weird toxic energy so i was like no no, yeah. I'm afraid not. Almost that kind of enemy, a planet Earth type energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of guy. Um, but no, it is it is actually obviously joking aside. It's very cool to see you guys doing so well with the X players. We had a lot of really good feedback from it, um, and it's got a very nice, cozy vibe. Are you, Tyler? Are you are you happy with how you settled into co-hosting life? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm loving co-hosting, being part of Crosscast every now and then, and yeah, X players is. Uh, it's doing well. I'm really enjoying it. It's Alex and Lelena are great guys to be doing that with. Mm. Um, we have some. We have a lot of fun between us. A lot of back and forth, which is always nice. It's a good little rapport. Like considering you, you know, you'd never podcasted all three of you together at the same time. Almost like from episode one, it was very. Uh, it all felt very natural, very cozy. It almost felt like you'd done ten episodes in secret and then recorded your episode one. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. It's it's really good, and it's uh, certainly in my top probably twenty Xbox podcasts. Well, in, that, that from, that's from what Great we were Britain. aiming. That was what we were aiming for. So <laughs> I'm so pleased that we've hit that mark. But no, it's really good. Uh, always always start the show with a compliment. I find, and uh, and then just move on from there into into insults. Um, but before we do move on, just again as a little icebreaker, got some trivia. With this being episode 84, I like to do this now. I kind of stole this idea from Alex um, when he did the the, the, ju- the Platinum Jubilee-themed episode. And I thought, oh, that's a bit clever. Um, but this is a bit of trivia around the number 84. So bear with me here. So the biggest selling game in 1984. Good Any year. guesses as to what that was? Good year. Mm. What, anyone, anyone you know born in that year, Alex? <laughs> Wow. You're just admitting I'm that on a podcast. I, I, I'm so old. You are well old, mate. Um, yeah. yeah. What do we reckon? Biggest selling game, 1984. Mm. Is it 1985 that Mario came out? Mm. It was, but you're on the right yeah. lines. It's going to be something right It's lines. going to be something big. I'm thinking like something. I think this is America something, only, by the way. Something quite well known, I want to say. Yeah, so Alex was on the right lines with Mario. So I think what else might have been bundled with the NES, possibly? Duck Hunt. No. Duck Hunt. Duck there Hunt. we go. 
the classic Duck yes. Hunt. Actually, Duck Hunt was a classic indeed. That zapper. Yeah. 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 I I miss light gun games. I really did used to enjoy them. Like Virtua Cop, Virtua Cop Two on the Saturn were just like amazing. And I know the PlayStation had some decent ones as well. With like, was it Time yeah, Crisis? Time Crisis is like the second and third games in that franchise. I must have played 40, 50 hours each. Yeah. I hope they can sort of figure out the technology to be able to bring games like that back. Obviously, you've got like motion VR? controls and stuff. What's it? Like yeah. VR feels like a perfect opportunity for it if we can. But it's, yeah. To know. It's just quite a high barrier to entry still, isn't it, for VR? It yeah. still feels like such a niche thing. But yeah, it'd be nice if we could get some some of those classics. I don't know. Like, I know uh, Grumpy Grumpy Mark bought the House of the Dead remake didn't he yeah he did he bought the fancy edition this week so interested to hear what he what he thinks of that i mean it'll probably be negative if i had to put my money on on anything but um yeah light gun games bring them back bring them back i say um moving on more trivia from 1984 george orwell he wrote a book called 1984 don't know if you guys are aware of that pretty into my (laughs) literature Uh, that was that brings back school memories yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) Um, obviously, uh, 1984 depicted a dystopian future where the masses are monitored and controlled by a repressive regime who rewrite history and obfuscate the truth for their own gain. Luckily, none of that came true. Pregnant pause. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, obviously, it, it all did come true. Well done, George. Um and many video games are set in a dystopian future. I would say there's a lot more dystopian than utopian. Definitely. Yes, it's very much gone that direction. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it like a future dystopian type vibe is like, I think cyberpunk is the first thing that comes to mind, but there is a lot of stuff that is down that road. Yeah. And it's various guys. Stray, uh, Breath of the Wild, yeah. basically. Um even uh, Rollerdrome, which we'll get into a little yeah, bit later, yeah, that's definitely. pretty much set in that, isn't it? It's it's very, yeah, it's quite depressing when you sit and think about it. I can't think of any video game that's like set in a future of just, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It's all just... be nice, wouldn't it? Maybe, maybe we should make one. Maybe that's what we should do next. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I would wonder if, like, maybe the early, like, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, the world is quite peaceful before that all kicks off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean aren't they aren't they constantly at war no they? no they're not no? too well they have yeah you have your two races but it's a very distant conflict a lot of the time yeah it's not do you know what i mean the whole world isn't against the people as such you've got these nice happy communities for the most part yeah true although they are living on the the, the dead husks of two giants I don't know, that, that feels a that, little bit dystopian in itself. Yeah, that is true. But the scale of that, you kind of, you almost don't, as a character in that world, because you you know you don't know anything else, it's not as, it's not, you know, the sense of things used to be better in the same way that you do with a lot of dystopian. True, very true. And um, yeah, I feel like we should end on a happier note. <laughs> with the, with the, yes, with let's, this, uh, let's lift, let's lift a, a gentle icebreaker. Yeah. Okay. One more. One more. Nineteen eighty-four. Bit of trivia. Uh, obviously, the nineteen eighty-four Olympics was held in anyone? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Well done, Tyler. And famously boycotted by which country? Germany. Mm, no. Nope. Germany was right my first lines. guess as well. USSR. Mm, yeah. Soviet Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, if you could boycott any gaming topic on Twitter and never have to read about it or hear about it ever again, what would it be? Console Wars. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was was thinking exactly the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just shut up about the Console Wars. Except the current... um, the, the Brazilian filing said this and this Brazilian <laughs> filing said this and we will do this and this is because that's just funny like that is absolute that that it just makes me laugh so I um, think that, that it, you're right that's the bit that like the original console wars between Sega and Nintendo that yeah. was funny because it was them yeah, having, a pop, at, having a pop at each other but when it's just a bunch of 
fanboys doing it, it does become tiresome. But yeah, hearing all this stuff come out in the Brazilian court, it's just, oh, it's, it is hilarious. What was the latest one that Microsoft were complaining about Sony? They were saying oh, Sony paying were pay, to, paying developers to keep games from being allowed to be added to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Which feels just about pathetic enough for a big company to do. But also, but it's like, standard it's, practice. It's just what you do. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to pay you a load of money so that we can have exclusivity. Like, that's. that's it's it's almost thing. the opposite of that. It's paying so that you can't put your games on someone else's service. But that's what exclusivity is, though. Like, they all. Yeah. Well, no, because you, no, you can release it. You can, re- you know, day one, you can bring it out for Xbox, but you're not allowed to put it on Game Pass. Mm hmm. It's like yeah. it's a very specific difference, but they're com- but I don't know they're competing against Game Pass. Like the whole reason Call of Duty is a big bone of contention is if Sony release it for seventy quid and it's Game Pass day one, it's going to give a bunch of you know people that are real like hmm. So I could basically get this for free every year or pay seventy pound every year. So I think no, that's yeah. like that's the war they're waging now, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over big franchises and stuff like that. And Call of Duty is the obvious tentpole for that. Yeah, uh, I think the funny part about it all as well is all these fanboys are like, "Look at what they're doing, and they've done this, and they've done that." And then you're like, "Do you appreciate who's writing all these documents? It's, all, it's Sony's lawyers and Microsoft lawyers that are writing all this. This is all legal guff and knowing exactly what they're saying. This isn't like." Oh, Phil Spencer's sitting there going, oh, or Jim Ryan. We're like, well, Jim Ryan probably doesn't know what date is. But I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's still, it's all, it's pantomimed up to begin with because it's legal yeah, in yeah. the first place. So it's just like, just seeing everyone jump on the tiniest little thing and you're like, ah. I would naive. love to see like some Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan roast battle type stuff. I think that's a sketch <laughs> that someone needs to do at some point. Well, Jim Ryan basically roasts himself, like whenever he opens his mouth, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, gamers! No, you don't want old games. Old games are shit. It's like, do you know who your core audience is, mate? That's uh, baffling. All right, so we would boycott uh, console war chat, but we would allow legal proceedings to continue. Yeah, I like that. Very good. Um, and let us continue. With a, a beefy, what is sure to be a pretty beefy pick up and play. Pick up and play. And we have got a load of stuff to talk about. We've got written reviews. We've got someone that's finished a new game that came out about a week ago, and we've got uh, another of us that's started uh, the big the big game of the moment. So let's go with Tyler first, because you have made a start on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, right? I have, yeah. I am about 14 hours in, I think, is the last time I saw when I did my last manual save. Mm-hmm. Um, what a game. What a game. And like that's that's as someone who hadn't touched the franchise at all before the remake of Xenoblade Chronicles One came out what two years ago. Um, yep. So you know I'm not uh, I'm not a long time fan as such. I have actually just in time played all three games leading up to this. So yeah, safe to say I like the franchise and I spent quite a bit of time on it. But yeah, this it, this game takes everything that was good about the last three games and does it just as well and everything that was common criticism of one or two and strips pretty much all of it away and replaces it with something, you know, with the same thing, just done better. The, the world maps are, you know, they're big, they're bold. There's so much going on. You could, you know, I can lose two, three hours just wandering between story points. Um, and then when I'll get a story point and it will, you know, it's very strong emotionally, which as much as, Xenoblade 2 did very well. Xenoblade 1 was maybe a little bit weaker at. Um, I've already seen people say that there is a specific point at the end of a specific chapter that is probably some of the heaviest story and emotionally draining they've seen in a game for a while. Oh, so God. I'm quite looking forward to getting to that point. Hmm. Don't, don't need any emotional draining. 
No, no I'm no. out. <laughs> We're living in that dystopia. We don't need it in our games. Um, it is from, you said you're 14 hours in, right? Yeah. From what I can see, people seem to be loving this game a lot quicker than they were previous Xenoblade games. Like uh, with the previous entries, it feels like people were sort of saying, just give it 20 hours and then it'll all click. Whereas this one, people seem to be playing it for a handful of hours and going, wow, this is this is brilliant. Is that is, is it throwing you into the game faster? Is it doling stuff out? in a in a quicker way or is it just because you know your way around xenoblade now that you can kind of get Um, to grips with it quicker would you say i would say that they are they have done a lot to make it very quickly something that you're interested in um like you know even playing torna which is the what was supposed to be a dlc for the second game and ended up being big enough to justify its own physical release um even that took me probably three four hours before i was like this is now all I want to do. Mm. Whereas Xenoblade 3, um, the first like the first big session I put into that, I was like, right, I'm going to stay up late. I want a few hours to really sink my teeth into this, get my head around it. I played about 40 minutes and I was like, I might not go to bed. I might just stay up. God. It's just instant, straight away. You're, you're pulled into this world. There's all of this stuff going on around you. You want to find out more of what's going on, but it, it gives you a lot of mechanics, but simple early on. And I mean, even at 14 hours, I think I probably only just got to about the halfway point with some of the different mechanics I'll get. Hmm. The level of complexity as it goes on is insane, but it gives it to you in such a one step at a time way that you don't realize. Like overwhelming almost. Yeah. You're not like whole, you know, if, you, if you're if you an outsider and you watch someone play mid to late game, you're probably looking at it going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But you play your way through the first 10, 15, 20 hours and you're like, oh, okay, he's doing that into that and then that for this reason and he's got this set up. And it just it just clicks. Mm. Um, what, what would you on. say, like, th- purely theoretically, if you knew a person who was maybe suffering a bit of FOMO about this game and was maybe a little bit impatient but had played, let's say, the first Xenoblade game but not played, I don't know, the second one or Torna, would you say to that person, Ben, just play the second game? Or would you say, just jump to the third one because it's really good and everyone's talking about it? There is no re- There's no good reason not to just play the third one. The stories are... That is the right answer. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for <laughs> enabling me. Yep. Yeah. No, would you like, say so? In yeah, all honesty? 100%. Yeah. The, sto- the way the stories fold together, you are not going to miss anything going straight into three, having not played two. Right. Well, if you haven't played one. <laughs> yeah, same thing again. The the way that they will mesh together at some point, and they haven't yet. The stories, the way that the stories come out, they are not intertwined yet and probably won't be for pro- another 20 or 30 hours. Um, you can... Okay, so t- to flip it on its head quickly then. So if you were to do that, do you think then going back to one of the earlier Xenoblade games, do you think you'd feel a bit like, oh, this is... There's a lot here that they improved on. Yes, definitely. Right. Okay. Certainly so going from yeah. Certainly, if you go, if you play three and then go back and say one, you're going to feel like it doesn't look great. It's very janky. Mm. The side quests are you know minimal. It's fetch things. No real context. No. There's no reason to do it beyond getting XP or items or whatever. Yeah. Whereas the third game, even the little side quests, this context, this story, you find out a little bit more about the world. It deepens your understanding and your immersion. Mm. And it's not janky. It's not janky at all. On a Switch? On a Switch. <laughs> Bearing in mind you've got a six-member party where most of the games you, tip up, you top out three or four. Mm. There's six, occasionally seven so far. And it, I've not noticed the frame rate really dip. It doesn't, you know, it's not 60 frames for most of the game, but it's not dropped below 30 for me yet. And that's seven party members fighting three or four enemies. Sounds decent. Yeah. Decent. The, the, that's, the optimization. That's, that's high praise from Alex. Yeah, sounds decent. <laughs> yeah, the optimization really is, you know, it's impressive. Um, and, you know, thinking of, you know, your case in point, Ben, 
you can play this on the train to maybe a little more questionable. Mm. Okay. So would you say if someone was going on a long haul flight next week, that they would be better off playing three than two? Yes. Because obviously, particularly if there's small children around. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You've charmed me. I think that, I think that might have to. I think that sounds like wise advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be silly not to get it really, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, you also, if just moving on slightly, you so you played Torna immediately before jumping into three. Just give us yeah. a quick, a quick kind of overview what you thought of Torna start to finish. Torna is fantastic. This is Torna, Xenoblade Chronicles, Torna, the Golden Country, isn't it? To give it yeah. its full title. Yeah. So DLC that is set that is technically a prequel to two, but you're better off playing having finished two. Um, gives you some context to characters in the second half of 2. Mechanically almost identical to 2. A lot, a very well-written, you know, engaging story. Um, the context it provides you, like I was playing through Torna and then I'd, you know, when I was sat around while I was on holiday, I was reading a more detailed plot summary of the second game to see, ah, oh, you know, this character's here and then this is how they fit in and it deepens your understanding of that world. So you play two first, and you like the world that two is set in. You play Torna, and it's 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 like getting into the deep lore of a game. You find out all these little extra bits. You go to all these places that you'll see in the main game in a different time period. It's just extra puzzle pieces that fit in and deepen and enrich the experience, basically. Nice. How uh, how how kind of for want of a better word, booby is it compared to uh, Zenbone? Not Michael, not at all. Okay. There is a character who could have done with a little more clothing who appears quite a bit, but it is not gratuitous in the same way that it was in um, places in the second game. Good. Okay. Well, no hurry to play that then. Um, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's move on. No boobs. Ben's not interested. I'm out. No, I'm I'm, I'm joking, of course. Um, I'm going to go next, I think, Alex. That's and fine. I am going to talk about uh, Cult of the Lamb. Cult ah. of the Lamb. The game of the moment. Well, the game of the moment that isn't Xenoblade Chronicles 3 or Rollerdrome. Um, certainly the game of last weekend. Let's put it that way. It was uh, it's, It is, uh, for anyone that is not aware of what it is, it's basically a, a kind of a hybrid game of... Um, Part of it is sort of pretty simple dungeon crawling. You're you're going into a dungeon, you're trying to get through it and beat the boss at the end of it. And then all the resources you get from that, all the quests you complete, you bring back to your cult, which basically is your your village sim for you know, kind of like along the lines of, you know, Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley, stuff like that. So you're cultivating this this cult following of uh yeah a bunch of cutesy animals you are warping their minds and getting them to do your bidding while they um you know shit on the floor and uh toil in the farm and things like that and you have to basically make sure they're okay but at the same time use them for evil (laughs) to try and uh to try and get through the dungeons so you can um sacrifice them uh if you if you die in a dungeon you can get to a point where you can sacrifice them so that you can use their life to to bring yourself back to life um and you know other things like that and it's 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 a very cool quite dark concept but uh presented in a very sort of cutesy fun way i know Alex, you've how far are you into it now? Um, I haven't even got to the first main boss yet, so I have right. done. I think is it four runs to unlock the boss? Yeah, so it's four segments you, in the door. Yeah, three, so three runs and then the so boss is the fourth three, one. I've done three. Um, right, okay. So I think I've kind of started to started to build my cult. I think I maybe got about ten or something. Um, Good Lewis is shitting all over the. <laughs> camp um and smart is in prison because he's been he's a dissenter and he's trying to 
spread misinformation amongst the rest of the cult. So I think um, that's pro- that's worth stressing. I think a lot of the enjoyment, and certainly in the the way this is spreading like virally, is you can name your followers. So obviously, I think all of us are just naming them after each other. Yeah. So you know, as as much as you know, evidently Mark should be in real life prison. Alex is referring to him in in Cult of the Lamb, and it's it is it does make it funny, like yeah. having to you know clean up someone's poo uh, or feed you could feed poo to someone like that very early on. Um, someone will come up to you. I think I don't know. Let's say it was I think Max came up to me and said, "Oh, it'd be really funny if you fed Tyler some poo." So, so <laughs> sounds like a max thing to do it in does fact. yeah i can imagine him doing that and then and then i did so I, you have to go and cook the poo and then <laughs> and then tell tyler to go and eat it and then he did and then you know a little while later max will come up and say oh that was hilarious do it again and then you do and then the third time max was like okay that was pretty funny but do you know what would be even funnier i think we should kill tyler and <laughs> little things like that and then if you do you know, you get your sort of equivalent of XP and then your loyalty from Max goes up, but then obviously Tyler is dead. So you've lost a follower. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's cool. The little, I think that element of it, simple thing, like just renaming them. Yeah. It's really like almost like the secret source of, of the game. It'd be, it just makes it, just it makes funny. funny. I mean, as soon, as soon as you attach a, a personality to one of those followers, you think of them as that person. You're like, why the fuck are you shitting on my, <laughs> shitting on my guard? <laughs> but it, it you, gets... Go on. I was just going to say, if you get to an extent where they actually, you feel like that you're actually behaving like him. I'm like, that is Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Dan, um, t- in fairness to Dan, he was with me start to finish. Um he was a shark. I made him a shark. I don't know why. Uh, but he, yeah, Mega Dan was his name. And he was, so the, you get to a point where you can turn the your followers into demons that then join you in your dungeon runs and they become like a secondary character that will kind of back you up in a, in a kind of minor way. So they're like fire projectiles or right. go off and look for hearts to bring back to you. Um, but yeah, Dan, I would always take Dan into battle with me uh, to, to fire off projectiles at people. And then I think it was Carl was like, uh, whenever you enter a new room, he will just go throw himself into a crowd of people and just explode and just damage <laughs> them straight away. And then same again in the next room. And then I think I had Sarah Perbrick as my heart gatherer. And then she went off and brought the hearts back to me. So anytime Aww. they died back at the camp, I had to like, resurrect them because they were really handy to have around and you can kind of level them up so they've got more hearts and then if if you die you can bring the people with more hearts back to life and then you get more hearts when you're resurrected so it's yeah little really cool little clever things like that that um i just really enjoy i I was absolutely hooked to this last weekend like i could not put it down it was like it just ticked every single box that i like in a game so, and, I, and I think from that perspective, I think all of you guys were like, this is a Switch game. And yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. even I can probably almost understand it being a Switch game as well. And I know that's quite hard for me to say. Wow. I'm kind of pushing, pushing it's that It's a very out, pro I, Switch this week, Alex. This is bizarre. I I like, but I can see, I can see that. I can see you just kind of lying. Even for the times that you're not wanting to to go and do your runs and just fannying about in the camp, like mm. and reading all, you can read each of the each of your followers' minds. So it'll tell you like what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're needing, different bits and pieces like that. So you you can then go in if they if they're hungry, feed them. If they're wanting a specific thing built, different bits and pieces like that. Um or. And then probably a bit the bit you've not mentioned around like all the the worshiping and the daily sermons mm. and the yeah. rituals and the what's the the other one the the crown that you can basically unlock crown abilities yeah. and yeah and unlock more yeah you can perform I these say rituals. It begins with a D, but I can't think of the the word. Does it begin with a D? Uh, I can't remember now. 
Because there's but like basically, three things in, in the church, in the um, church essentially, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what the fourth one is. But yeah, you can essentially just perform these rituals where you generally boost the like loyalty of your followers, but then some of the some of the time you can like free you can perform a ritual that will freeze their loyalty for like three days so that you don't have to worry about keeping them happy or there's another one where you can stop them eating so like they 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 basically fast and you don't have to feed them or you know make sure that they work so that they don't sleep or you know or give them a day off and that'll kind of boost their morale so it's a little it's all like that it's that balance of the the management stuff which um which is i really enjoyed like that kind of just watching numbers go up and trying to keep everyone happy and at the same time some really simple i mean it's technically those dungeon runs are i think they're supposed to be like roguelike sections but i found them and there's no way to say this without sounding like a knob but i I did find it really easy which was quite nice like i didn't ever feel like like i didn't I didn't die at all until I think it was the last dungeon. And then when I did die, I realized, oh, I can, I can come back to life. But did you play it on these guys? Did you on play normal. It normal? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it was just, it, you can get yourself really nicely kind of overpowered. And maybe I did a bit too much back at the camp that made me too prepared, but yeah, I didn't have anyone dissent or, I didn't even encounter any bugs. There's been a good few people. Um, I know, like friend of the show, John from Gaming in the Wild, said he's had some pretty, pretty major soft locks. I know he's playing it on PS5. I don't know if that's any different, but other than some performance hitches, um, frame rate wise, and I think because I basically didn't turn it off until until I had to until it crashed a couple of times. And do you know? Do you ever get this sometimes where, if you keep a game running, it will eventually get really frame ratey after a yeah. couple of days, and yeah. then you think mm, I should probably turn this off now, but I didn't, and then it crashed at one point, and I was like, oh, I have to kind of reset it now. But other than that, I didn't find anything um, technically amiss with it. I don't know if you your experience has been the same so far, Alex. Yeah, I've I've not. So I say I haven't played anywhere near as as much as you but it's, it's ran fine um mm. no issues no issues at all i'm playing it on the xbox um but yeah nothing mm. to know which is good um obviously mm. kind of launch week here so used to having bugs and that launch these days that you're not getting too wound up by it but at the moment no nah, nothing nothing to note which has been good and just it just seems like a really good game i think my biggest issue is like i've currently got a bit of a gammy hand in the right the um what the action like the roguelike but in terms of the dungeon crawling is quite button bashy i think yeah. probably um yeah, so I, I kind of was struggling to play it so i can't see me playing it very quickly this one which you know i like to play through a game quickly so that's a <laughs> yeah. bit like i want to finish it like i want to play this so that's that's a bit of a challenge for me but um yeah yeah that's a shame. But yeah, I mean, it is, it's relatively short. I think it took me just shy of 12 mm. hours to get through, um, which I think is a nice a nice length. Yeah. That is a really nice length for a game like that, I think. Yeah, and if you think, I mean, it is being kind of marketed as a roguelike, and I hear that term and I think this is almost going to be no end to this, but this is very much like there, there is a definitive start and end, and it's quite easily yeah. achievable as well so it's not like one of these hardcore games you can no. bang your head against the wall um because i'm assuming Dan's... in this i was just going to say i'm assuming because it's not a spoiler as such because i'm very early in the game but you're essentially at the beginning you're set with four bosses and assuming the kind of key thing is get through those four bosses and then yeah. probably something towards the end um exactly so, yeah. yeah um i know dan's really enjoying it he likened it to moonlighter which obviously got that same kind of dual gameplay dual personality type thing yeah um yeah and i think lewis is enjoying it as well although he i think he may have run into something like a bug um but then i did say i gave him a, a tip to get through it and i think that helped but 
Yeah, I think it did. I remember seeing that. I've seen a couple of people get the soft lock type stuff. Um, hmm. But I mean, if that's the one thing I did see is someone who was struggling with a boss beat the boss, and then because an animation didn't kick off, they couldn't progress the story. And when right. they closed and reopened, they had to fight that boss again. So that's yeah. not. Do you know what I mean? But if that's the worst complaint someone's got about a game that is, you know, it, it's an indie game, mm. it might be from Devolver, who are probably the biggest and best, most revered indie publisher out there. It yeah. is still an indie game. Like, you know, give the guys credit where it's due. They're probably a small team and they've put together something, by the sounds of it, pretty excellent. Something that I'm certainly yeah. very keen on just yeah. after hearing you guys talk. It is, it is a shame that it's got some of these issues, though, because I think it would definitely be uh, well i think it's going to be up there in the certainly the indie game of the year discussion um do but, you think yeah i think it's uh yeah it's just a shame that it's kind of been a little bit marred by that because it's damn near perfect gameplay wise like it's not it's almost like greater than the sum of its parts as a game because it's not like the best management sim you'll ever play it's not the best roguelike you'll ever play but you smush them together and it's yeah five yeah. five ball dickheads for me i think i think that's a, the biggest pop compliment you can give it it's like it's pulled in so many different elements to it but made mm. them fit almost seamlessly um you would if you seen if you'd seen that written on paper as you were designing it you'd be very much like that's never gonna work yeah and it does yeah Definitely very very well it does and yeah, and it looks looks and sounds great as well. Not like blown away by the music. I was expecting a bit more because I think people had made a big deal out of the soundtrack. But I was like, yeah, it's pretty mm. good. But like nothing, nothing. I'm like adding to my soundtrack of the year list or yeah. anything. I, th- I think the art style though is gorgeous. I think that whole yeah, yeah. kind of almost like it's almost like what's the best? Way? It's like card happy tree friends almost. Yeah, it's, happy it's tree very, friends, but very emo. I don't yeah. know what Happy Tree Friends is, but yeah, I'll just agree anyway. <laughs> um, cool. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, for me, um, not a lot, actually. I'm, since finishing that, I haven't, I haven't played anything, I don't think, for a, a few days now, which has been weird. Um, Alex, you have recently published a written review on thecrossfire.com. I have. For, it's been a while, but there is a lovely, shiny new review there for people to go and yeah. get. So, yeah, single-handedly keeping that domain afloat, Alex. So kudos for that. Um, tell us then. Tell us a bit about Roller Drone, straight from the horse's mouth. Yes, Ben. I have a lovely new review for Roller Drone up on the website. So Roller Drone is fucking excellent. Um, I have played through the whole of the campaign. So what the game is is what you might expect from a Roll 7 game, so Roll 7 who made all the Ollie Ollie series, the most recent Ollie Ollie World, so it's a fundamentally a, skate, a roller skating third person shooter, which just sounds a bit ridiculous to begin with, but give it five minutes and you will absolutely love it. So you play the role of Kara Hassan who is in entering the roller drum tournament, which is a bit of a blood sport, so you set up in a kind of typical tournament fashion you go in you get four rounds that you need to work your way through and how you get through is by essentially taking out all of the enemies known as the house players so these enemies appear in these arenas you need to skate your way around the arenas performing tricks to build up both your ammunition so your ammunition will run out if you don't perform enough tricks get enough score you won't have any ammo to take out the players As well as that, you have a meter, which is called your reflex time, which is essentially bullet time. Um, So again, your combos build up up that bullet time um, to basically kind of almost sexily take out these players. It slows down, you line up your shot, you hit that lovely trigger and it's bang and you just kind of see them go and it's just so satisfying. Um, The gameplay here is just spot on. It it takes that kind of it's just smooth and I'm trying to think of the best, the nicest way to put it. It looks quite like satisfying, fluid like, to, yeah. to go from one thing to the, to the next almost. Yeah, you can almost, to a certain extent, you forget you're on skates. You're just kind of running around this arena and you can, until you then 
roll up and back, flip off a wall. And then you're like, mm. oh, yeah. But you, you very much need to take some tactics into it because it's the arenas are set up with various obstacles. Kind of thinking of the world, it's almost you've got four kind of main settings. So you have like a typical of what you would think of as a roller skating arena type thing. Um, but the other three are a little bit different. So you've got one where you're basically fighting around a shopping centre, one you're almost in like a snowy outpost, and then one you're out in the, basically in a desert. Um, and these are kind of set up where the enemies will come in waves and you kind of need to spot where each of them are and work out your best routes and most efficient routes round to take them out. And as you take the last one out, the next wave will come in. Um not every round will necessarily have a boss, but there are some boss battles kind of factored into it as well. Um, on top of just taking out those enemies, you've got different challenges that it gives you for each round. So it could be do a specific grind or take out enemies only using this one gun or collect those like different collect. I think there's five collectibles in each stage. So it's like collect other collectibles. So to progress through the rounds, you need to clear it obviously clear the levels but you need to achieve enough of the challenges to work your way through as well so it'd be like mm. clear all the four stages plus of the 40 challenges across them you maybe need to hit 20 to hit to the next this round. is a little bit tony hawks like in that respect then like you've got your yes. kind of objectives yeah. Yeah. yeah ollie ollie did that really well as well with the you know do this challenge or do this trick in this space this grind on this rail things like that yeah. Like they've very much like they've nailed that idea like to the ground. Roll seven are just excellent with it. So Yeah. It, it's very much like that. And then when you layer on how good it looks, so it's very much kinda almost cell shaded art style, but it feels mm. so it's supposed to be set in the twenty thirties dystopian future, but it very much got an eighties feel to it. Yeah, very eighties. There's um I haven't played it, but it feels like it looks very sort of jet set radio and sable ish. Mm-hmm. So like jet set radio, but with the palette very sort of monotone and if you were to take jet set radio and make it more dystopian to put your your word on it, then <laughs> theme theme of the day. Yeah. Um yeah, it looks very much like that. Um but a lot of fun. Like I am very, very excited to play this game. I probably will end yeah. up when I finish Thunderblade doing Cult of the Lamb and Roller Drone at the same time. Yeah. Spoiled for choice at the moment. Is it um yeah. Alex, it's PS five and PC only at the moment, isn't it? PS five, PS four and um PS five, PS four and Steam at the minute. I very right. much feel it as timed exclusive though, I'd be shocked if we don't see this across other consoles going forward. Um but yeah, it's at the moment. There is a PS Plus trial for PS Plus Premium members. Mm. There's a one-hour trial for it, I think. People were maybe expecting a bit longer, but probably to that point, you could probably play through it in two hours, um, like as a, a playthrough of the campaign. Once you really? complete the main... Yeah, well, well, you could do that if you make it take advantage of the numerous assists and difficulty options <sighs> that they add in there for. Okay. Um, Alex, because, are you admitting that you did that? <laughs> uh, very much. If you've read my review, you will know I have already admitted to doing that. But because um, it, it's very difficult, the game isn't. It's not supposed to be easy. And when you layer on all the different mechanics that you need to learn, so just the pure skating, doing the tricks, keeping up your ammunition, and building up your reta- re your bullet time bar and um, mm. reflex time bar, um, there's a lot to think about and a lot going on. It does cut. It does feel quite natural to learn it as you're going, but I think the one particularly trying to keep up enough ammunition and do enough tricks to keep your ammo high is, I found quite challenging. Um, but you can turn that off. You can turn down how much uh, damage you take, how much damage that the enemies take to kill. You That's can um, amend like how some of the guns have got different options in terms of like hitting the right kind of trigger point to do a specific type of shot you can amend that so it makes it a bit easier and um, basically there's so many assist options that you can find a really nice level for you to enjoy this game that it's not too difficult for the same point where i said you can have the challenges to progress through the rounds you can also turn that off so that the challenges are there and nice to achieve but as long as you complete each of the levels it will progress you you're not locked in by 
kind of getting those challenges and some of them are quite difficult like a lot of it is kind of like get this high score that's supposed to be the high score of like the champion in the game that you're kind of chasing um and some of the scores compared to what i got compared to what you're trying to get and i'm not good at this type of game like well not that i'm not good but i'm not like in terms of getting that kind of proper skill and all those high combos and stuff it's yeah never really been i don't have the determination to to get there um well, but to be fair you've, you've got a gammy hand as well right like, that too. That, yeah, Indeed. I imagine that doesn't help. because right? yeah. and this is what I was most impressed by because I read the review is either last night or like early this morning. And I'm so like the fact that you're so positive about it, knowing how much you're not a massive fan of bits of Oli Oli and those games. Like you enjoy them, I know, and you you know you've played through Oli Oli well, but you played through it rather than like what I what I did and I know Lewis did. We love that game so much that we've like, you know, ninety five percent of the challenges in that game we've just sat and done the same level a hundred times yeah. for the one time we we get a challenge. And that's not you know, that's not necessarily for you in this type of game. And yet you love this game so much. And that you know what I mean that that was an instant buy for me. If you can take mm. something that you're not that keen on and go, holy shit, I love this, then you know, someone like me who loves that genre you can't not play it to me yeah and i think there's very much that element of this that you can go and do like so all those challenges you can go and spend that time and hit in each of those challenges you then mm. once you complete the main cam campaign you've got the out for blood campaign yeah so that out for blood will be like the um the first two oli oli games where you play through the levels and then you've got like the pro or the harder versions of those levels where all your challenges combos all that sort of stuff are like a hundred times harder and it's almost like playing through the game on an extra hard difficulty. Yeah, basically. And it also comes with a nice remix soundtrack. And speaking about the soundtrack and this is really good. It's that kind of almost eighties electronic, but it properly brings that bit of intensity. Like you're in it, and you're like if you've got those headphones on and you're going, you're like properly feeling the adrenaline pumping as you're kind of firing, firing these enemies. Um, also, kind of nice shout to the dual sense of the triggers for each of the different there's only four guns in the game but they feel so different in terms of how the trigger points and how the dual sense deals with them um it's a really nice touch but it's just a lot of fun um it's probably the best way of putting it i I would struggle i'd see unless you really really hated this type of game i'd see you struggle to not enjoy it Mm. well i i love this type of game it sounds very much like it ticks the same boxes as neon white for me like that kind of run based plan out your route kill a bunch of baddies and do it in a stylish fast efficient way um yeah two two sort of final thoughts on that um we should probably do a developer of the year category in our game of the year show this year because roll seven surely have to be up there just for the fact that they've put out two absolute bangers in the same calendar year i don't know anyone else that's I mean, not even Nintendo. I can't think of anyone done. off the top of my head, yeah. I mean, you could argue Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and uh, Kirby, possibly. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's an amazing thing for an indie studio to do in the space of 12 months. Incredible. Um, the other just final question on that one then, Alex. How's that trophy list looking on Roller Drone? Oh, trophy list fucking horrendous. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those, it's like, I mean, I have, I have picked up, I'd say, a decent amount of trophies in my playthrough. So there's a couple of maybe some mm. of the more difficult ones that I, I did get. But I want to play it now, and I want to play it on PlayStation, where I was going to buy it on Steam, so that I see how I can... Because this might be one of the very few games that I potentially get more trophies on than you. Oh, you would definitely <laughs> that'll be, that'll get more be trophies. A, that will be a first. So no, you, you would I, most I definitely get more trophies with me than this. I mean, there's trophies for, like complete every single challenge in each campaign so like a trophy for all the challenges in the main campaign and a trophy for all the separate challenges again in the out for blood campaign like never gonna get them i'm not even gonna try like but it's yeah it's a good challenge to get those trophies there we go good challenge um lewis i know i know you're listening i'm talking directly to you now everyone else can tune out lewis i will let you win our uh, our bet for this year if you get the platinum on roller dream okay you'll be off the hook so go for it mate yeah i believe in you believe in yourself 
Um, yeah, Rollerdrome sounds cool. We've got three absolute bangers out there, haven't we? Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. 3, Cult of the Lamb, and Rollerdrome. I know we've got other bits and bobs we could talk about. Um, if anyone feels particularly strongly about mentioning any of them, speak now. If not, we will move on, I think. Very, very quickly, I'm just going to say I can't stop playing Two Point Campus. Still! As much as, still. Like, um, that's as much as I'm going to say about it, but I've lost a lot of hours to Two Point Campus, and that is one I will get the Platinum Trophy for. Wow. Nice. I love that belief. Love it. It's infectious. Um, all right, well, let's crush that belief now by moving on to a brand new quiz format. That I certainly didn't invent just before starting this. Um, And I've even got a name for it. What we're going to play, lads, is a little game of slappers only. (laughs) Okay. Slappers only. So, slappers only. I've even done a little, uh, I've written a little spiel like Dan would in in this situation. Slappers Only is a quiz. No, I can't do a damn voice. Um, Slappers Only is a quiz about video game music. More specifically, music that slaps. Okay, you get it now? Um, I'll play a selection of some of the greatest video game music ever, and it's your job to identify the game each track is taken from. It's a quick fire quiz. So as soon as you know the answer, I want you to shout out, Slapper! uh, Before giving me your guess. So um, <laughs> just practice. Alex, if you can just shout slapper for me, please. Slapper. Need to give it a bit more welly. Um, Tyler, slapper. Slapper. Good. Good. Um, obviously, if one of you does end up getting thrown out of your own home, I cannot take any responsibility for that. Um, if you answer correctly, you get a point. But if you answer incorrectly, you'll be frozen out the rest of the round allowing your opponent an opportunity to take the point for themselves okay so if you answer wrong you can't answer again until the next one so obviously that then gives your more patient opponent a chance to answer correctly and to add one final little bit of spice the eventual winner will be able to give the loser a big slappers only slap in the face and this week, since you guys are co-hosts of the uh, X Players Xbox podcast, that means the loser will be forced to play a Game Pass game of the winner's choosing for at least an hour. So those are the stakes. Have you both decided what game you would inflict upon your opponent? Yes. Yeah. Let's let's. Um, let's... Are, you, are you sure? I'm you still. I'm still torn between two options. Because I think we should know what the stakes are before we get stuck into the competition. So, Alex, what would you make Tyler play if you were to win? See, I, I've, I've been quite nice here and picked a game that I really liked, but I'm not sure Tyler would like it, and I don't think he's played it. Um, okay, that's fair. And that's what I was saying. Like, I mean, it's hard to pick a punishing game in Game Pass because all the games in Game Pass are so good. So, <sighs> I mean, it's such a well-curated list of games. But <laughs> Phil uh, Spencer's not going to sleep with you. Give it up. What do you mean? That happened last week. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> I have picked the procession to Calvary because I don't think you've played that. I haven't. And after hearing you and Elena talk about it on X Players a little while ago, it's one of those that I have got an eye on. So that was definitely crazy. not going to lose on purpose. You've got uh, you've got off quite lightly there. That's quite kind of Alex. I have. I um, have. Tyler, I've got a feeling you haven't been quite so kind. What's your... What's your pick for Alex? I'm going to go with the kinder of my two choices, which is I am fish. <laughs> I've played that. You've played it? Okay. Have you got a thousand G for it, Alex? Alex? Silence. He's Sorry. going to go and check your achievements now. <laughs> I, didn't hear I, I didn't play it. I didn't. If you did answer. Sorry. I didn't hear the question. Apologies. That's right. Have you got a thousand G for Iron No, 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 Fish? no, 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 no. Oh, okay. It's quite difficult. That, that was I probably should have played it more. I though. did go through yeah. two achievements and find the most difficult game, or one of the most difficult <laughs> games, to get a thousand G on. Yeah. Of course what, what was of course your other choice, Tyler? My other choice was Gang Beasts, which I know Alex has also played. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would have just point back, point back, 
point blank refused to touch that again. Like that. Okay, gang beast said that's <laughs> locked in. <laughs> right, those are the stakes. So procession to cavalry, cavalry, yeah, cavalry, yeah. and gang beasts. Alex, this yours. I think we're happy. Go happy with that. No, okay, okay, okay. Um. And uh, Alex, you are at a distinct disadvantage because I can only hear about half of what you're saying. So, uh, best of luck. Um, right, let me pull up the first song for you. And remember, you have to shout out Slapper before giving your answer, okay? That is a crucial part of the game. Otherwise, the whole format falls down. Okay, so listen closely. So as soon as you know, shout out Slapper and then give me the name of the game. Here we go. Okay. I'll give you a clue. So this isn't very painful. It is a. It's coming to Switch in October. Slapper. Tyler, go. Persona Five. Persona Five is correct, Tyler. Well done. Alex, oh, I never got that. No, no. Such a good song, though. That's a. There, yeah, there's like no, a. There's like a three-hour loop of that on YouTube that you can listen to, and it's got rain in the background. And I've fallen asleep listening to it before. It's just fucking lovely, and yeah. fallen asleep listening to it in the game several times as well, because it's really boring. Um, okay, next one. It's not really boring. It's just very wordy. Here we go. Next one. Slappers at the ready. Slapper. Okay. Celeste. Celeste is correct, Tyler. Alex, are you still with us? Yes. Okay, just checking. Just checking because you are too behind. So you must be. You're thinking (laughs) of those gang beasts. Um, Those (laughs) rubbery arms. (laughs) Celeste, uh, yeah, obviously fantastic soundtrack. Um, Absolutely phenomenal can't fault that at all one of my favorite albums never mind soundtracks all time uh okay next one alex you're playing catch up slapper go no i'm wrong i thought it was shadow's revenge but it's all in guys oh alex you're frozen out not Shredder's Revenge. Let's carry on. Slap off. What is it? Oh, I'm torn now. Um, I mean, you've got nothing to lose, Alex. Is... No. Up until, like, as you went to pause it and that, that part kicked in, I was going to say um, Streets of Rage, but I'm not so sure. Mm. No, I don't think that is it. Okay, I thought Goldeneye wrong. for a minute, but it's too modern and too well produced. It is, it is. Um, okay, I'll give you a, I'll give you both your clue. So that point is still up for grabs. See if you can get it from this clue alone. Um, the composer has gone on to work on Pokemon soundtracks. Slapper, go on. Undertale. Undertale. Tyler, you are a machine. It's almost like we've colluded and we've just done this just to make Alex play Gang Beast. Yeah, certainly starting to feel that way. No, not at all. Right, I'll tell you what, Alex, what we'll do is, since you are well old, I'll do some uh, old games for you now so that you'll be at more of an advantage. Okay, here we go. I'm rubbish at music. (sighs) You're not going to win with that attitude. No. Think. Whips. Slapper. Castlevania. Castlevania's correct. Never played it. <sighs> Dearie me. Alex, this is a bloodbath, mate. It is. I mean... I'm, 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 I'm shedding tears into my microphone. You're not enjoying this, are you? I'm going through the list now thinking, shit, what, what would Alex get here? 
Okay, right. Mm. Tetris. <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> Slapper. Tetris. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, let's try, let's try one more slightly older school one and just see if this helps at all. I've got a feeling it's not going to, but let's try. Nah, probably not. Slap up. Tyler again. Go. Donkey Kong Country. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, five mate, nil, just, Alex. Do yeah, you... let's just call it a D. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I feel... Sorry. <laughs> I've got some really good songs in here. Oh. There's, there's, a, there's a new opening on X players, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, really, um, I mean, there's quite quite heavy Nintendo bias here and you've, you've got them all. So maybe that, maybe that Switch Island, uh, maybe you can move from um, X players to Switch Island. You'll be safe. All right, tell you what. thing in my clause in my X players contract that says I can't have another place of employment. Um, we'll figure it out. There's always, there's always loopholes to these things. Right, Alex, we'll do one more. Okay. okay. Stick with me here. Don't let your head drop. I can hear it in your voice. Okay. All right. It's one more. You're playing for pride now. Get that consolation goal. Okay. Let me just fucking find it. Where was it? Oh, Going to take the answer in the chat, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. Come on. You can do it. Right. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Just, just, just say slappers for me, Alex. Just with some force. Just so I know. Slappers. Okay, good, okay. Right, ready. As soon as you know yes. this song, Slapper, and then tell me the name of it. Here we go. Slapper. Alex! Is it X Players theme? It is the X Players theme song. Congratulations. And you've pulled, you've pulled one back for pride. Yay. By knowing the intro music to your own podcast. Very good. I knew we'd get there in the end. Um... So proud. Music, that, I'm so well. proud. Yeah, well it is. It's Fan- a wonderful fantastic. piece of music. Yeah. Possibly Production the best top tier. Yeah, possibly the best theme song uh, we've got across the uh, Cross Players uh, podcast network. I would say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tyler, congratulations! You've Thank absolutely you. smashed him to bits there. Five one. Well done, Alex. We stopped that short because I just couldn't couldn't face it. Was subjected to that anymore? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well geez. done, Tyler. Thank you. Said <laughs> through gritted teeth. Um, so, Alex, report back either on the next X players or, or on the next cross players. Um, how you get on with gang beasts? See, maybe it'll stick this time around. You've only got a plate for. I don't think they ever stick. Mm. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to that. You know, you could actually stream it from your Xbox as well if you had better internet i guess yeah yeah that would be good that yeah not like we've had any technical box. issues today then. no no not whatsoever <laughs> fucking hell the, the dystopian future continues um guys i have had a uh, a good laugh tonight that's been a great great little chat we've covered some big games we've uh you know, we've experimented with a quiz that we may or may not ever do again. Um, maybe not with music. Maybe we could we could choose the format with maybe just some questions. To be honest, mate, I just thought of the name. I thought, that sounds funny. How can I make that make sense <laughs> as a quiz? How can I get them to shout out the word slapper repeatedly? Um, but we did Get it. your dance off this week, otherwise there'd have been a Max's mum joke when you shouted slappers only. <laughs> well, there you go. There it is. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Picking up the slack. Um, brilliant. And um, yes, thank you to you guys. Thank you, obviously, to our wonderful patrons who make all this madness possible. Uh, Mark, Sarah, Luke, Rebecca, Tyler, you're still on the list. Crazy. Uh, Jason, Tim, Lelena, Carl, Sean, Ethan, Kevin, Max, Sticky Simpson, Nate, and Rune Storm. Thank you all for all your constant support and encouragement. It, it is. We literally wouldn't be able to do it without you. So um, thank you very much. And anyone else that's interested in becoming a tighter knit part of our community, um, you can support us from as little as £2 a month on uh, patreon.com slash the crossplayers. Get a load of extra content, a load of little perks. Well, I think we're throwing a, a, a giveaway of Cult of the Lamb out. Right, Alex? 
to uh, to our patrons this week just as a here you go we love this game we think you'll love it too kind of thing so um yes we're doing a bit of that if that sounds good to you patreon.com slash the crossplayers if you want to get more involved in the conversation join our discord all the links and everything are on our twitter page and on the crossplayers.com you can follow us on twitter at the crossplayers and uh tyler if people wanted to follow you online why should they because i am trying to make myself more of a presence i think on on twitter especially i think i'm going to try and make make more of twitter because i don't do enough there i don't think there we go um, give us your twitter handle then my twitter handle and i will get it right because i have a 50% rate 50% record so far of saying the wrong thing my twitter handle is at full metal bear full metal bear so go and give tyler a follow and show him some love and uh commiserate alex where can they uh see you alex online um at ss alex 984 on twitter and most other places yes and uh yeah i mean if, you, if you're listening to this you've already got all the x players uh, content as well because it's all on the same feed so drop a review let us know what you think they, they always help with those pesky algorithms to uh you know spread the word share it all around any any help is always appreciated um you can follow me at benji kong and as i said follow us all at the cross players and that is it for episode 84 bye 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 everyone bye bye everyone slapper